This program is produced by average people based on life experiences, not by licensed mental health professionals. The stories and perspectives expressed are intended to be informative, but are not intended as advice to substitute professional consultation. Personal discretion is advised. Remember, it's different for everyone, but you are not alone. And welcome to another episode of It's Different for Everyone. My name is Joe. I'm your host, and I'm not alone this time. This time I have somebody with me. Everybody, please uh, say hello to my guest. Please introduce yourself, guest. Hello, I am Andrew. We're going by first names, right? Oh, it's up to you. Whatever you want to go by. I call myself Andrew. I've been around this community that Joe has also been a part of and that's how i know him we've been friends for a long time let's let's put this into context you used to be on one of the shows that i used to run uh-huh which was moon prison power hour you were one of the the crew it was a riff show about sailor moon it was a very fun show yeah uh so we go back a bit oh god it's almost been a decade <laughs> yeah i know i was just like thinking about that last night in terms of just like how long i've known everybody in our f- friend group and it's just like it doesn't feel like it's been 10 years, honestly, or longer. No, it hasn't been longer. It's not. It hasn't even been 10 years. It's just been close to 10 years. It'll be 10 years here in the next couple of years. We went to high school and graduated together. That's how it's been longer than two high schools, I think. Pretty much, yeah. So, obviously, like I said, this is the first guest episode I've recorded. I don't entirely know how this is going to go. Hopefully well. I imagine it'll go pretty well. But... Basically, what I picture for this is I'm going to sit down and shut my stupid mouth and I'm going to let you talk and maybe chime in every once in a while. But for the most part, spotlight is on you. You are the focus here. This is your story and you are the one that gets to tell it in the way that you choose. So with that, I guess, take it away. That's a lot of responsibility that I like. A lot. Yeah, don't screw, don't screw it up. My life is in your hands. This is now my show. So when I asked Joe about being on the show, I I came to it with the like the the mindset of I really don't know what I'm going to talk about because I I wouldn't say that I'm suffering from anything as serious as uh, depression. But then again, I started thinking about it, and it's like, well, it's just like the title of the show. It's different for everybody, and I guess I have some form of, I want to say, like, low self-esteem and just, like, general negative impressions of myself that I tend to, I don't know if correct is the correct word, but, like, fix, maybe, by just showing that I don't actually feel that way. Like, I put on a mask, I guess, as you could say, when I'm around people of common interest friends friends is the word (laughs) that i don't know i guess it'd be hard to tell that i'm not too confident in myself there was a time in my life where i considered myself to be a transgender and while those feelings aren't exactly around anymore as time went on i still don't exactly feel like a dude because (laughs) It's always been that way, I guess. Like, I've never seen myself as somebody who genuinely carries masculine qualities, quote-unquote masculine qualities, 
it always takes me back to thinking of what is what does it mean to be masculine what does it mean to be feminine to be honest that's that's one of the things that really interested me when you were saying like i want to be on the show uh i got kind of excited when you brought up that you wanted this to be your topic because i don't have an insight into that i'm straight and white and cis like i i don't have an insight into that so getting that i feel like is extremely important especially for a show like this so yeah the uh I wouldn't say the thing that kind of started it was, I want to say, back in, like, maybe 11th grade of high school, uh, junior year, where I started to feel a bit more not confident in my gender identity as a born male, you know? And I just didn't really bring it up to anybody until senior year of high school. Curiosity turned into, like, genuine... To, to correct affirmation of me just being quote-unquote female, which I still at that time still do now have no idea what that means because as somebody who's been involved in the LGBTQ community for for the better half of maybe five five years now or so, we don't know either because that's just how it is and it's it, it takes a whole bunch of time and self-exploration on your end to figure out who you are and not really care about what people think and in a way i am still trying to figure out who i am i don't consider myself male or female anymore i'm what they would call non-binary and to me i feel like this is a comfortable place for me at the moment that's the, the beauty of sexuality and gender is that it's not always the way it is and things can change it's just about, like I said, discovering yourself and making sure it's uh, comfortable and what you think it should be. Nobody else can dictate that. But getting to my my own issues in uh, trying to cope with gender in the past, I s- used to and still do frequently suffer from uh, gender dysphoria, which is, I guess, in a, a slight definition, is just like not feeling connected to your body your your current body and feeling more like a different body at least for me when i consider myself transgender it would happen a lot where i would take a look at my body and just feel just disgusted with it because it wasn't female you know it was just a gross dirty man body and that's not what i wanted which is an an incredibly um, self-destructive way of thinking because if you think if you look back to what i was just talking about before what are male and female correct characteristics to anybody if uh, we still don't really understand that whole thing which i guess with a lot of um problems uh, mental illnesses is like (laughs) you you talk about it in uh, the first episode of you talking with like um your struggle with uh, depression, and it's like my brain, my stupid brain talks to me and just constantly tells me things that aren't true that I know that aren't true, and that's just how it is. And that that seems to be just sort of the way that it works for that. That seems to be one of the few constants for because, like, obviously, I mean, the show is called "It's Different for Everyone" because it's different for every single person, but the my brain is lying to me in the worst ways 
that seems to be one of the few constants and one of the few experiences that everybody that deals with a lot of these issues tends to have. Uh, it's it, it ranged from very, very um, minor inconveniences, I guess you could say at times, to totally repulsive and utterly disgusting intrusive thoughts that still happen to this day that would be triggered just by people saying nice things to me for my male appearance, you know, like, oh, you have such a, a nice, strong... Uh, shoulder length, sh- shoulder whatever. Like you, you have very broad shoulders, like a like a football player should. And uh, I don't know something. When people are just trying to be nice to you and complimenting their appearance, that just they have no idea that they're that they're being hurtful to you because when you don't speak up about how you truly feel, nobody is gonna ever think about what they're saying as long as they think it's nice to say it. One one thing that I actually learned recently, uh I think it was a tweet that I picked up on, was the best way to compliment somebody's appearance is compliment something that they had control over. Like instead of let's use the example you just brought up of, oh man, you have nice broad shoulders and that's really cool. I mean, you didn't choose to have those broad shoulders. That's just how you look but like saying oh man i love what you've done with your hair or i like the clothes you are wearing you picked to do that so that's that's been one of the philosophies i've tried to go into with when it comes to giving compliments and stuff like that nowadays yeah because like i said you, you really don't know what people are thinking about that specific body part at that time if People are choosing to compliment on it. And most of the times when people did compliment me on my male features, I would, in the past at least, I would be like, yeah, uh, thanks. Um, my dad gave it to me. So, I don't know if that was even more self-destructive than it should have been, but, like, what can you do at the end of the day? I mean, I feel like, personally for me, in my time, I don't know if that's even good to say, in my time being transgender, because perhaps in your in your time feeling tra- or identify identifying identifying, as identifying is a better word identifying with uh, being transgender when people would compliment me on my my male body uh, mostly just family members just like ca- saying different things like family members do after not seeing each other for five years at a time or whatever they're like oh you've you've gotten so so manly so. <laughs> So broad, <laughs> so broad shoulders. <laughs> Just gonna keep bringing it back to shoulders. I see. Yeah, that's my most defining trait. Apparently, they, yeah, like I said before, they weren't hurtful to me at the time. But like, as the night would go on, I would be like, "But what if it wasn't that way? You know, what if I didn't want it to be that way?" And I think the the main problem with me and the thing that's really damaging to me was just like never telling anybody about my feelings because I was afraid and, yeah, just afraid of what they would say because, let's be honest, most of my family isn't forward-thinking in that regard. I, I barely only told a select few people, including my mom, and her first response to it, as much as I love her and respect her and want her to be okay in life, was, maybe you just need a girlfriend. And, uh, yeah, that was very uh detrimental to my like my own acceptance of myself which i still think is part of my problem is like thinking oh maybe she was right maybe i 
just do need somebody in my life like that. Which, obviously, having several during that time <laughs> didn't help me, you know? She suggested that I go to therapy for it. Not, like, conversion therapy or anything, just, like, talking to a, a psychiatrist about my feelings. And the few uh, sessions that I had with my uh, psychiatrist, they went back to talking not about these issues, but more so just family life. So I didn't feel like I was getting what I needed or wanted out of those sessions. So I just stopped going. But there was a point during those sessions that she did suggest a doctor who worked in a homeowner placement therapy. And it, it was super expensive to do. Just like that whole process is incredibly... Um, cost prohibitive. Cost prohibitive, yeah. Which is, uh, I mean, what are you going to do? Which is another reason why I never chose to transition in any of the time that I considered it. My identification with being transgender, that is. Because of cost, one, and because, two, of me just caring too much about what my family would have thought. And also, if they did think of bad things about me, I wouldn't have anywhere to go, really. I I don't... I currently don't have a job, um, but back then, even with my job that I did have... I wasn't making enough to like move out of state, you know. Like I, I, I have... remember, was was this back when you were working at the movie theater? Uh, or, yeah, it uh, was. Six it Flags. was. It was movie theater and Six Flags at that time. Oh, both at the same time. Well, the jobs were at different times, but through those two jobs, I was feeling I had these these feelings. So, even in the workplace, not you just reminded me in the workplace, um, being called, you know, sir little things like that like you're supposed to just accept it because people don't know unless you tell them especially with just being customers just being called sir and being referred to as andrew back then was just incredibly just like demoralizing to me but see like i said it doesn't um i thinking back on that now it just seems kind of silly that it would but i still feel bad for about it in the past like feel bad about it for it happening in the past because I'm at a point where now that I don't consider my my feelings or my myself identifying with being transgender to be a thing anymore um, do I feel bad for myself in the past do I do I write it off as just like an experience that I went through do I consider it a good or a bad thing I just don't know so uh, what I'm doing at this point is just trying to move on with my life. That's where I am at the moment, I think, is still dealing with dysphoria, but not to the degree that it was just a few months ago. I mean, that sounds like progress at the very least. So this is, this is not an advice show. Yeah. I mean, I have a thing at the very beginning that says that I am not a licensed therapist and I feel like I cannot stress that enough. I am not a licensed anything, but I think that one of the takeaways that at least I take away from your story, even though it's not really a story about an experience that I've had, but there could be people listening right now that are having very similar experiences. And I think that the big takeaway is, at the very least, you gotta find somebody to tell about this stuff. Mm -hmm. 
and and maybe it won't be your family and that sucks that sucks a lot i imagine and but at the very least friends yeah and i think and the most important thing through my entire time that that was those five-ish years just having friends who understood me and were willing to you know go with my decisions and respect everything about them was incredibly helpful even if they were you know halfway across the country having just at least somebody is is good yeah and if if you're worried that well i'm worried about how my friends will react it might be time to start looking for new friends yeah and that sucks to say and i as somebody who has immense trouble making friends in any way shape or form i get it but you got to have friends that you're safe that you feel safe to be yourself around it's that's one of the most important things i think if you if you feel like you have to put on a persona to be around your friends then Again, I'm not a licensed anything, but in my opinion, that doesn't sound like a great basis for a friendship. Oh, yeah. Even after me telling them some of my, quote-unquote, in-real-life real friends, it was still kind of hard to interact. Not interact, but, like, more or less interact because they still saw me as male, you know? But in the back of their minds are like oh yeah this this is not how it is so let me dial it back a bit and try to correct myself well like so i can speak from from experience on this here's an experience a part of the experience i have had is that as the as the straight friend it is admittedly very hard to like cuz it wasn't until years after i'd met you that we we started using she and her pronouns and then very recently we started using they and them pronouns at your request for both of them. And I would still have times where I would I would slip up and, and refer to you as he or him. That's fine as long as you realize, oh, I need to correct myself. That was not correct. Because people people make mistakes and it's not some it's not a switch that anybody can just flip right away. And I feel like detractors to this kind of stuff, one of their flimsiest arguments is, well, what am I supposed to do? Just change the way I talk? And yes, but nobody expects you to do it at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing to point out, I saw a tweet a long, 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 long time ago where let's say you do mess up. Don't make it all about you messing up. Just like, you know, quick, oh, sorry, you know, I meant this. Don't kind of just freak out about it because personally i mean at least when i experienced it it made me more uncomfortable if they were freaking out about it because i would feel bad that they were freaking out because of me and when it did happen to me it was just like it's not that big of a deal at least for me at the time but you know as especially in the beginning because it's understandable at the beginning that um after knowing somebody for so long you just had to switch like that it's completely understandable. So yeah, like I was saying, if you do have, you listener, you have a, have a friend who identifies with a different thing that's different than what you used to know with them, my one advice, one request to you is to not make your mess up about you. Make it about understanding them and uh, respecting their feelings. Because it'll 
quickly remove the awkwardness from the situation if you stop talking about it. Yeah, that's that's about that's the philosophy that I that I have tried to go about with, which is I got it wrong. Just correct yourself real quick and move on. As long as, as you know, as long as you correct yourself and you know, that's that's good. You're you're doing good. You did a good. Just don't just don't be a dick about it. It takes two seconds to correct yourself and move on with the conversation. That's really it. Uh, what else is there to talk about? Uh, now that you have me here, what are some questions that maybe you have thought about in the past that maybe uh, I could answer for you regarding? Personally, I don't have anything, but here's what I'm gonna do, and this won't this won't affect this episode. But at some point, I'd like to have you on again, and uh, on our Twitter at idfepod, if you want to tweet some questions for Andrew, I will try to get the answers from them. I gotcha. And and sort of get those tweeted out, and we can probably have you on again at some point. I'd love to do that because my, I, I like a, helping people. This is a very this is a very important subject, I think. And and it's another one of those that one of my goals for the show is to to point out that mental health does not just mean depression it does not just mean anxiety or like bipolar or stuff like that. It, there's a whole, whole thing of it. And dysphoria is definitely in that category, I would say. It's uh, certainly, for me, it, it was a, uh, a big cause of stress and anxiety in my life that led to some depression. But it was, you know, one single thing that led to that, those other things that other people have. So it's an issue if you're suffering from it. There there are people there who care about you. You just got to, you know, if you don't have those people in your life currently, get them. Because I, I'm guaranteeing you there are people out there who do want and uh, will accept you. Everybody wants friends. Everybody just wants to be understood. And that's that's really all it boils down to, I think. So, Andrew, thank you very much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Uh, I think this went very well for the first guest episode of It's Different for Everyone. Uh, I'm glad it did, because uh, I feel like I was just stumbling most of the time, but if you feel like it was going well, then, ah, cool. It's okay, I I feel like I'm stumbling all the time. Do you have any idea how many ums and uhs I cut out of each one of these episodes? It takes me so long, so (laughs) that's that's half of the editing for these shows is... Cutting out ums and uhs and long space. So you mean you're going to make me sound good? Oh yeah, we're both going to sound very verbose by the end of this, by the end of my editing job. Don't you worry. Suffice it to say, listener, I do say um and uh constantly. Do you got any uh, anything you want to leave on? I guess right now at this time, I am currently myself working on a podcast. It'll be under the same banner as this one. Yes, it's going to be called uh, Manually Breathing. It's going to be a spooky podcast about, you know, more realistic sides of fringe, weird science, paranormal things. Uh, none of this creepypasta stuff. That was my past. We're not doing that anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's going to hopefully be an entertaining listen. I plan on just hosting it by myself. I don't think it really needs a guest unless somebody wants to send something in for me to read to the show. I currently don't have a Twitter for that, and I don't know if I will soon because... We gotta, 
work on getting it done first and stuff. But for right now, if you want to follow me somewhere, you can do that on Twitter. I haven't done this in a while, plug myself on Twitter. Make sure I get the correct spelling because I'm one of those people who has a very weird spelling, as uh, many of us do. You can follow me on Twitter at M A G I C K I. That is an I. M I R A I. Magical Mirai. But the magical, the L in magical is an uppercase I. So I was able to get that name. And if you're curious, Magical Mirai is the name of a Hatsune Miku concert. There you go. Of course it is. You bring this degenerate stuff into my home. <laughs> and then if you click on that profile, you can see a link to my YouTube channel, which, where I will be posting videos coming up currently. I'm, think, I'm currently working on a video for Final Fantasy XIV, the MMO. That should be out sometime in the future, hopefully. But yeah, that that's my stuff. Well, thank you very much for being on the show. I You don't need to hear about my stuff. There will be a little blurb at the end of the show to tell you all about my stuff. But I am asking folks, if you could, whatever podcatcher you were listening on, whether it be Apple Music or Apple Podcasts or Google Play, there we go, throw a review on, give us a rating, but only if you rate us five stars. That's that's the only rating you're allowed to give. Fine, I'll settle for four, but no lower. Five stars, no explanation as to why. That was my review. <laughs> but it would really help just to sort of get the word out there. Tell your friends. Tell your family. I'm trying to keep this a family-friendly podcast. I'm trying to make sure this is an all-audiences podcast because, honestly, this needs to be an all-audiences podcast if it's going to accomplish what I'm hoping that it's that it's meant to to accomplish anyways i've said it three times and i'll say it a fourth thank you very much for being on the show andrew yes i'm here for you and anybody else who needs help if you don't feel like asking the show directly you can just message me on twitter don't dm me though because that's kind of creepy all right well with that thank you for listening and remember it's different for everyone but you're not alone Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of It's Different for Everyone. Keep in touch and let us know your thoughts. Follow at IDFEpod on Twitter or send us an email at IDFEpod at gmail.com. We would like to acknowledge Jack DeQuitt as the artist for both our intro song, Castles in the Sky, and our outro song, Time for You to Go to Bed. We would also like to thank Peter Spasia for providing this week's narration. If you were moved by this podcast and would like to show your support or find additional resources, we would appreciate if you looked into the charity known as Take This. Take This is a nonprofit close to our hearts, which seeks to investigate and spread awareness about mental health issues and treatment options, especially within gaming communities. They are best known for providing safe break spaces known as AFK rooms during conventions across the country. For more information or to contribute a donation, go to Take This. Org. If you or someone you know is in a crisis situation, there is help available. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is free, confidential, and manned by trained workers who want to help you. You can reach them 24-7 at 1-800-273-8255. You can also visit their website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org for specific resources on a variety of circumstances. Thank you again for being with us today. Remember, 
help is out there. You are not alone, and it is different for everyone. <laughs>